Hello and welcome to Kindness Connect podcast with me, your friend Sharfnisa Amina. Welcome to another episode of Kindness Connect. Today, I have with me my friend Priyashi Shrivastava, who is a certified advanced cognitive hypnotic life coach, psychologist, spiritual well-being coach, relationship counselor and lifeologist. The purpose of her life and work is one, to serve peace. She is the founder of the programs named Rahe and Viragya, which are initiatives to offer mental and emotional health and well-being management respectively. In this episode, we talk about mental conditioning and how it can affect our relationships. Let's get into the conversation. Yes, I can see you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank no, you I... for having me. And hi, guys, who are joining us live. Yeah, thank you so much for accepting my invitation to be a part of the Kindness Connect movement. You are a it's my pleasure. very busy woman. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad when I contacted you. Like, now I'm very glad. It was the perfect opportunity, perfect time to contact you. Had I been a day late, you would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm busy for the next two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that I would never say that to someone. Yeah, I don't want to get that busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's, that's good to know. That's good to know. You know, so, uh, when I was just uh, looking for people for my podcast to be able to add value, I was definitely looking for psychologists and life coach. And I know what a psychologist is, the life coach, you know, the basic terms, basic knowledge. But then uh, when I came across you and uh, your profile, I was like, okay, she is an advanced cognitive hypnotic life coach. And I was like, what does a hypnotic life coach actually do? I didn't know they existed. So can you please tell us uh, what exactly is a hypnotic life coach? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, see, for a layperson, it could be just having, uh, you know, uh, just a combination of some fancy words. Okay. Uh, but when it comes to technology, um, it, it describes uh, like every single word has a particular meaning to it. Right. So when it comes to hypnotic, hypnotic, uh, it, it comes from the, you know, the strategy or the technique of hypnosis. Hmm. Okay. And the hypnosis is uh, just a state of mind, which provides, you know, which takes the person into um, where the person becomes much more suggestible. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I say suggestible, it means that... Um, Sorry, sleep-inducing is completely different. <laughs> uh, well, so what happens in the state of uh, being much more suggestible is that if, uh, suppose, if there is a client who comes and says, I have low confidence and I cannot perform on the stage tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And then if I'm suggesting the person that you can just try to be here in the moment for now, can you do that for me? Right? The person will be like, no, no, I'm just so stressed, right? I can't, right? Because they are just so much thinking about what is happening in their mind and or what will happen in the future, right? So what happens when it comes to hypnosis, what happens is we create, you know, we try to provide some, it, it's a technique. So we use the technique in that after using that technique, the person becomes much more 
susceptible to what we are telling them so the person is able to you know imply what is being asked from them so if i'm asking that person to just come in the present for now can you just talk to me for some minutes right then person will at least become open to talk to me okay 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 that's a small example <laughs> of uh, you know of explaining that what in what hypnosis hypnosis is a technique that we use and other than that once that you know once the uh, that state of mind has been attained by the individual by the client then of course we continue to go ahead with the therapy that we provide hmm. yeah. okay so basically it means that if a person is uh afraid for whatever reasons you remove those fears you remove those hurdles by <laughs> suggesting something to them <clears throat> we just try to uh make that filter of their perception get loose okay okay mm-hmm. okay so um because of the uh, you know limited belief system that people have you know they just restrict themselves from doing something in their life right so what we do we with the help of using hypnosis we simply try to dissolve that filter that the, the filter has fixed beliefs in them fixed logics in them we just try to dissolve it a little bit so that whatever we talk the conversation goes on and however it goes on it continues to create some space within the individual's mind mm. you know, uh, it sounds a lot like conditioning uh a couple of years ago i read somewhere that when you're of the age between 0 to 7 or 0 to 8 uh you kind of imprint you're just absorbing information and it's mostly survival so you're pleasing people you're pleasing your parents uh and it's just it's happening subconsciously you're not doing it purposely and somewhere in that age group 0 to 8 0 to 7 uh you adopt certain patterns certain thought processes and while they can be really good and helpful in your life they can also be very uh, limiting you know in certain cases and when you move forward in your life in your adult you realize these mental concepts these patterns are actually becoming a hurdle to you that's that's what uh, my understanding of basic mental conditioning is how we think how we believe due to certain impressions oh i'm right <laughs> okay cool uh, so do you use the hypnotic therapy uh, for uh, removing this conditioning or are there other techniques as well there are other techniques <clears throat> uh when it comes to provide therapy ther- whatever therapy usually psychologists or other counselors do right each therapy can be implemented with the use of hypnotherapy hypnotherapy is not a specific therapy i would say it is just that the technique of hypnosis has been used right that state of uh, uh, be becoming much more suggestible to the to conversation we are having gets induced in the person and then whatever conversation we continue to have you know that's just a part of a normal you know normal therapy that we will provide be it behavioral therapy be it uh, uh, cbt right so uh, it's it's just that okay and when it comes to uh, providing unconditioning to the people then there are different therapies hypnotherapy is just one of the techniques that we use right other than that there is cbt because cbt is cognitive behavioral therapy which normally states that the process of the mind is as such that we see a stimulus we think something about the stimulus we 
feel something about it based on what we are thinking about it right and the way we feel whatever emotion comes within us that's how we respond to it we react to it a lot of times this chain of uh, you know thought emotion and behavior is programmed is conditioned so much that uh, for a particular stimulus you know that's the conditioning right that it that once you just see the stimulus and your behavior gets triggered like this it becomes a by default program mm -hmm. right so what we do in cbt we try to destructure it we try to unlayer it that from stimulus to the behavior there are three things which are you know two two to three things which are happening right there is thinking before thinking there is a perception as well there is a layer of perception that why only that particular thinking is coming in the person's mind right for example there there is you and there is me like we are two and we both we are both are walking in a garden and we see a dog right you see a dog you think that uh, uh, the dog is so cute it's so furry it's so white right what the emotion you feel is uh, so lovely right it's a sweet emotion so you go and pet the dog that's the behavior right and you do not need you will not actually be doing this step by step you know with a procedure with a structure it will just happen automatically right similarly on the other hand how would i behave can be completely different from the way you have behaved so i see the dog in my perception what is the perception comes through our experiences you know it gets built up with our experiences and belief system right so the kind of belief that i have is previously when i was child i saw a dog biting a person and since then i have developed this uh, you know fear that okay i you know i do not want to get bitten by a dog so that is in my perception that if there is a dog the dog can bite me and i don't want to get bitten right so from that filter i am seeing the dog i am seeing that stimulus so the thinking that will come in my mind is look at the jaws so broad feeling will be fearful upright scared right behavior will be i would try to escape from that environment yeah. right so when you go and pet the dog i will be standing at a distance saying oh my goodness what is she doing <laughs> right yeah so this is how you know conditioning happens and this is how when it comes to unconditioned this behavior you know in therapies we try to you know destructure this entire process and try to identify where is the loophole is it at the thinking level or you are think what you are thinking is right but your emotions are so intense right which is leading to that particular behavior right so likewise we destructure and then we try to provide a different structure to it you know to the thought to the thinking process to the perception to the emotional emotions that one feels right so this is what we do in cbt in behavior therapy we try to do conditioning in a different way right so if a conditioning has been done that i am watching a dog and i am getting scared right then i then this means i have developed some aversive behavior towards the dog that i do not want to go near to the dog i want to escape i want to avoid so this aversiveness will get converted into that i will become fine i will be remain neutral whenever i see the dog 
spread and then there are different behavioral techniques that one can you know recondition themselves or unlearn the conditioning that they have been through yeah that's a, that's an amazing example uh, but you know sometimes it happens that uh, let's say for example i have a conditioning that's stopping me okay hmm. and it's not as simple as i saw a dog bite someone and which is why which is why i now am afraid uh sometimes we don't even know we're out, operating out of a mindset and experience mm. that that's mm. affecting mm. us uh um, mm. let's take for example mm. every relationship that i get into is a failed relationship okay and i know i'm doing everything i can i'm being the good person the loving person everything and yet each relationship is a failed one and i'm trying to figure out what is going wrong with me uh so how Uh, as a person do i identify that i'm actually a victim of a previous conditioning the first identification and then what can be the basic uh, methods you suggest that i can start the unlearning process okay so when it comes to dealing with relationships of course it is quite complex and wider than just dealing with the dog <laughs> yeah right yes <laughs> okay so when it comes to relationships we need to understand that our personality is made up in the starting of seven years you know and that happens with the conditioning with the observational learning that the child is uh, doing on its own you know the child's uh, subconscious mind is activate all the time and whatever the child is seeing observing listening hearing all of that is being stored right and then of course the nurturance part you know how the environment of the child continue to behave right for example uh, how was the parenting done was the parenting full of disciplines or was the parenting uh, with you know conducted with a lot of leniency and uh, you know <clears throat> flaws flaws in the sense that when the child needed the parent the parent were not present right hence the child developed uh, you know the feeling of being abandoned by the parents right the child uh, started to develop the feeling of being lonely in their life because the child never was satisfied or never was fulfilled with the presence and uh, you know attention love care warmth which is required for the child as their right since they are born from their parents right so all these things you know the relationship with their parents is something which is really really important when we talk about relationships okay so if there is a child who has experienced abandonment from their parents then they will continue to have that kind of insecurity within them that uh, you know this uh, this is a possibility not uh, like it, it isn't universal it is a possibility i would say uh, but of a higher it's a higher possibility but um that the person would experience insecurity within their relationship that what if this person leaves me just like my dad and mom left me okay because half of the life we spend with our parents at least one third of our life we spend with our parents and then the comes a part of the two third of our lives right from say age 25 20 to 30 ke beech mein se up to 60 70 you know normally as we think that how much far we are going to live in this life uh, so of course it is a big decision in life right and uh, people they what what they do you know when a relationship with the parent is so intimate not just physical it's not about physical intimacy it is also about emotional intimacy right 
so when the emotional needs are not fulfilled physical needs are not fulfilled the can the child will continue to become an adult yet the child will continue to have the same kind of abandoned the feeling of abandonment feeling of insecurity mm. a void within them you know it would be a vacuum so whatever the person would do in the relationship for them for that person it would never be enough whatever their partner is doing for them they will never be satisfied because they are seeking something which were not given to them when they were a child and they are and this is something which is reflecting in their behavior but they are unknown to it right because they they are thinking all of it through conscious frame of mind right that uh, at present i am this 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 yes that was you know i had a problem in my with my parents but that was in past and i don't live any more in past right but the conditioning conditioning is still there in the present in the person's mind in the person's unconscious and subconscious mind right and that conditioning is coming from the past experiences which still needs to get resolved yeah right and hence troubles in relationship so if the person feels that if this person becomes so close to me if this person comes so close to me they may start to feel fear they may start to become afraid that if you know that isn't this isn't sub- and this isn't unconscious mind that if this person becomes really close really important in my life this may leave me just like my parents left because who were those people who were really important and close to the person to the child his or her parents right so whenever they will feel that now the relationship is going so well and uh, you know the intimacy level is so beautiful right they connect so well emotionally fights will start to happen they will start to repel the more the partner is giving the more complaints this person will have and this these complaints are not actually from the partner are actually from the you know experiences with the parents and those uh, you know um, say complaints those demands are being projected from parents to the partner so this is just one example so when it comes to relationships of course you know in therapy sessions we go even deeper and uh, of course you know the kind of uh, explanation that why person feels this why the person is going through this there are different explanations to that uh, you know a general trend is that people do not go to therapists until unless something major or big happens you know because there's a stigma around looking at uh, going to a psychologist or a therapist so uh, let's assume someone has this problem uh, what are the initial steps they need to do to identify okay i have an issue that's stemming out of my past about uh, regarding abandonment with my relationship with my parents what can i do on an individual level before resolve, i resolve resolve relationships with the, with your parents okay. attain acceptance for what has been done in life for what they did <clears throat> try to you know venting out is a is an important part right that you need to vent out if you have a lot of pent up emotions and thoughts within you uh yeah because they sort of restrict the energy flow they they sort of restrict the healing process right so it is very important to start venting out 
but in a constructive way right um, as much as it is possible right there are people who go through uh, you know a lot in life you know especially when it comes to relationship with their parents and um, uh, well so they may start you know when people start to vent out their emotions what we have seen is they usually become you know destructive and there are so many ill methods sometimes they use they end up in it but they are you know because they are still the child from within right they are actually innocent from within yet so they experience guilty later on that why did i shouted at my parent right uh, so try to as much as it is possible try to use constructive ways of venting out constructive ways of talking to your parents and um, uh in that uh, painting dancing you know getting connected with the sport and try to channelize your emotions to that particular art you know be it martial art be it painting be it singing be it dancing be it writing poem right so try to channelize emotions and start venting out in that in the constructive way possible okay then also with this the more you will vent out the more acceptance will start to set in right the more you are accepting the more uh, you are you know you are opening your heart to forgive your parents right and forgiveness is not an event it is a process just like recovery just like healing it is a process it is a journey so sometimes you may feel that you have forgiven your parents sometimes you may feel okay like uh, two months back i was not feeling this way there were no thoughts coming to me related to my parents to what they did in childhood right but now again it is coming to me so it's okay because you are still in the journey you are still in the process right so don't become so harsh with yourself don't try to have ideal expectations from yourself okay ah uh, because if in, in in at present you are not in a state where you are experiencing forgiveness where you are giving blessings to your parents it's okay you know after certain time you will come back into that state of mind again right and uh, once the forgiveness you know the journey of forgiveness initiates you know and it continues to move ahead of course uh, a lot of healing will start to set in automatically you will start to identify your own behaviors that this is what because you when you start to vent out a lot of things will start to come up in picture come up on the surface which you were actually projecting previously on your partner and that's when you will realize okay i always love when my when my partner cooks for me because when i was a child my parents never cooked for me so very small behaviors you will try to relate and understand okay and like this a lot of insights will come up in the picture and your relationship with your partner will become start to become little smoother and it is so important to understand that one cannot you know put all kind of expectations and responsibility over the partner there are so many people who think that if i am not happy then it is my partner's responsibility to make me happy no it's not right exactly. if you are hungry it is your responsibility to eat you have been taught how to eat food right so go and cook yourself and eat the food 
you cannot say that you have eaten your food you have not fed me yet you are not a child anymore right so be the adult who you are and you try to help your inner child by listening to it carefully definitely but uh, you know also try to remember to take your own responsibilities do not you know just portray or put your responsibilities to your partner that is going to damage the relationship a lot definitely uh, you know so from what you have said i have two questions for you uh, a uh, this uh, healing can be kind of painful process you know and uh, it can lead to either failure like someone is just giving up on healing like this is too difficult for me to handle or the healing which is the second question can turn into extreme independence like i am loving myself i'm taking care of myself i don't need you i don't need the other person i don't need anyone i'm perfectly independent so how do we deal with the situation so first let's talk about the painful process of healing and then we'll come to the second one <laughs> okay so what is the painful process what did you say healing can be a painful process healing yeah. can be a painful process oh yeah so see what happens like truly it can be a lot of times it is but people come and people think that uh, if they are coming for healing it will be a smooth soothing journey that they are going to enjoy uh, but no it is painful uh, that is why a lot of people avoid because they are not ready to go through that painful process right so for example if someone uh, develops stone in their kidney and uh, what they require is uh, you know in order to heal in order to release you know uh, and get liberated from the pain of kidney stones they either need to pass it through their urine or either they need to get it operated right in both cases it can be painful they know it but a lot of people will you know will just try to remain in that uh, you know state that i have kidney stones and that's it they are not going to drink enough water either nor they are going to uh, you know get to uh, it operated because they are scared of the pain right but you know even if they are not starting with the process of getting rid of kidney stones they are still going to remain in pain they can define you know they can decide on them on their own that in which intensity of pain they are comfortable with yeah yeah because the, the pain of kidney stone is has a, a very high intensity right but similarly the emotional pain that a person goes through is also really high right and the person can then decide either they want to continue like this with their life right they will continue to have interpersonal problems they will continue to have intrapersonal problems they will be they will not be able to perform well in their you know occupational uh, life as well right either they can continue their life just as it is right now or they can create a change they can create a shift right they can uplift their experience of life right so it's uh, you know that's where the decision the choice comes into place what do they decide and yes, sometimes it is a painful process you can influence that choice as well someone comes to you right so yeah yeah so you know because 
who like if someone is coming to a coach or to a counselor or psychologist then there must be some reason they are you know that they have reached out right nobody comes to us for no reason right <clears throat> so a lot of times they would they would just they would come they would have the appointment they would come and they would say bilkul bhi stress nahi hai ma'am sab acha hai family sab achhi hai bahut pyare hain sab इनलॉज बहुत अच्छे हैं बेटी की तरह रखते हैं हस्बैंड बहुत अच्छे हैं उनसे अच्छा तो हो ही नहीं सकता राइट वाई वाई आर दिसंग टू हाइड राइट सो दैट्स पोर्ट्रेल यू नो दैट नहीं नहीं सब ठीक है सब ठीक है सब ठीक है बिकॉजिंग डिफेंस मैकेजम टू कोप विदो विदाइंड ऑफ स्ट्रेस एंड एनवाइटेड राइट बट आफ्टर some time or after few sessions two three sessions they would come up and they would just start to cry right and that's when they will open up that this is what has happened and i don't know what to do yeah, yeah. so because you know people come up with uh, a lot of vulnerable uh, state of mind right uh, and anyone who is experiencing vulnerability within them they would first check if the environment is safe or not right right yes. so yeah so if they feel that the environment is safe and this person is someone whom they can actually open up so they actually share right and if they do not get convinced they would not show up and they would go to someone else if they actually want to help, want to help themselves and yes. a lot of people who choose not to come is you know is more because of lack of awareness more because of judgments related to you know visiting a person mental health professional yeah definitely okay so we covered this point and now let's talk about the second one in the process of healing uh the person has become overly independent how do you deal with that ah okay <clears throat> so when when the person becomes independent which is a beautiful thing but uh, which is a partial life because uh, we are someone who continue to exist in codependency right mm-hmm. the person may remain independent for the emotional needs which you know usually the person was seeking from other human beings around them right uh, in that aspect the person can become independent right but other than that the person is uh, interacting with its environment on a daily basis be it doing their job or uh, you know be it doing uh, uh, you know going and taking out walk right the person is uh, of course imbibing sun rays the person is also inhaling oxygen right so the person is definitely coexisting not just you know, the person can never be completely independent right till the point we have this body right ah uh, so well coming to your question um you said that the person feels that they don't have a need then why would they come to a relationship right okay the answer to that is lying in your question really yeah because in reality you know if we try to understand what relationships are 
then we will understand that in relationships we do not come in relationships for the sake of fulfillment of need at least it shouldn't be this way somehow mm-hmm. it happens people try to come in relationship based on their needs but that yeah. relationship does not just remain a relationship it becomes a trade give and take demand and supply hmm charges and service so people yeah. need to decide either they want to enter into a trade into a trading system or they want to develop a relationship both are very different thing okay uh but can independence uh turn into something totally different as in they don't enter a relationship you know uh or every relationship they enter into is just like okay it's uh i am committed to you you are committed to me there's no give and take but yeah let's not get into the space of emotional intimacy like these topics are like forbidden let's never talk about that so when you're not talking about those i'm happy and fine everything's good so you know those are also the aspects because uh, i've seen that happening with a couple of people and i'm i'm kind of curious why does that happen so what happened that people as we continue to observe and perceive other people in our lives right as there must be people who are watching us right now or who will watch it us later and they will continue to you know develop a perception about you and i right similarly we as human beings we continue to develop a perception about our own selves as well right so who we are can be different from the perception that we have Mm-hmm. right right so uh rekha the actress may have some confidence issues just an example may have some confidence issues right but that's her perception but when she shows up she acts and behaves and you know plays the role in such confidence right maybe that she is actually not under confidence maybe she is confident it's just that she perceives this way she thinks that i can do it much better but i am unable to maybe because i lack confidence mm-hmm. right so perception and what we really are maybe two different things okay so you know with the example that you gave right that there are people who would try to remain you know um who will not try to uh, develop emotional intimacy with their partners right they are actually afraid of something okay they are afraid of something there is something within them that they do not want to reveal mm-hmm. okay so it's like <clears throat> for example what happens if uh, you are if you are painting something right and there is a splash of color uh, which wasn't supposed to but accidentally it happened then of course you will try to you know uh, hide it from something right you will try to create something more through it right mm-hmm. yeah so so that's the painting that's what they show to other people to their partners the end painting the painting <laughs> that came up as a reflection by the end of it yeah. but if one if if a person indulges into emotional intimacy 
and they would try to express what happened how was the journey how was the process of this painting and uh, they may come up they may actually open up they may have to reach a point where they will open up that that happened accidentally and then i had to hide it you know now they do not want to share that with anyone yeah 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 maybe because they are not that comfortable sharing this with other people or they are not comfortable in accepting this on their own so okay. uh, somewhere it's a fear that they themselves are not ready to uh, face which is why so there are so usually usually there are two kind of fears one is fear of intimacy and another is fear of abandonment hmm. okay and they both may try to uh, you know layer up for one another so a person who is who has uh, intimacy issues okay will cover it up with the fear of abandonment okay mm-hmm. okay on the other hand the person who has fear of abandonment will try to cover it up layer it up with the mask of fear of intimacy okay. i don't want to get intimate i don't like it mm-hmm. i don't like it at all please be at certain distance this is the way i am right but why this mask because underneath they are fearful that what if this person leaves me hmm. so if you already so having a distance and they leave you it's not going to hurt you that much yes okay okay so all of this is so deep and it's layered up and sometimes we don't even know it's actually happening with us wow wow uh so would you say that these two fears fears of intimacy and fears of abandonment are the root cause of all sorts of uh behaviors that we have that stop us from achieving our potential in life be it relationships or be it success in career just just about anything humanly possible possible that is possible okay so if i have career troubles how is emotional uh, intimacy or abandonment issues related to that like i'm close to okay all right so again i will say this is not universal but there is a possibility all right okay. and how that possibility is you know can actually happen can take place uh, having confusion with the career is usually reflected you know it usually reflects that we have a confusion of our own identity you know identity is basically who we think we are or what we want to become how we want to see ourselves okay and this role confusion you know this uh, sets within us during the time of you know, during the time when we are nurturing you know when we are in school so if the person is someone who is in puberty age and is you know is having troubles with their parents and they do not end up they they don't have you know good relationship with their parents they will not be able to connect with their parents they will not be able to understand that 
this is the kind of person i would want to be hmm right so they would like they will not have a role model in their life whom they can connect emotionally physically at all levels right and then they will think okay so i don't know who i am i don't know what i want to do in my life right so because of intimacy issues with their parents or abandonment from their parents they have developed this role confusion within them this identity crisis within them and this is at a personal level at a very very personal level but with time it starts to reflect in different areas and different aspects of our lives be it personal be it uh, you know emotional be it occupational right hence i will be you know confused either i want to become a teacher either i want to become a scientist either i want to become an astronaut i don't know right right and this will also be reflecting in my relationships right and uh, yeah like as we already discussed earlier that how fear of abandonment or fear of uh, you know intimacy will continue to reflect okay so a uh, basic point of undoing our conditioning whatever it is and however it is uh, prohibiting us from succeeding in life whatever area is to go back into the past and figure out where things went wrong right uh, am, am i getting this right because that's what i've been able to understand so far it's, we have to go back into the past we have to go back to the place which is very uncomfortable and painful and, and start there so the uh, the point which you just mentioned is basically a part of healing process okay mm-hmm. okay a lot of times with in in that healing process of course unconditioning or reconditioning is also required okay uh but the best way the ultimately you know the ultimate way of uh, have you know going through this unconditioning is uh, to is to start to identify the identifications that a person has in their life and then try to disidentify them from those other okay decide okay so yes so what happens is remember you asked me to create an introductory video yeah <laughs> yeah so the kind of problem that i was having was i don't know like i don't know who i am and i don't want to know now for a lot of people this may sound very confusing and may think that okay like uh, she doesn't know who she is and what is she doing here well i know who i am right but i do not need to define myself with the use of adjectives uh-huh. with the use of verbs i don't need to define myself i uh, define myself i don't need to add words add adjectives verbs adverbs to feel that fulfillment into the being who i am into the existence which i have right now in this moment right so yeah. what happens is <laughs> the deepest conditioning that occurs is the time when we are given a name really yes now imagine if uh, i i if i compliment you of course you will smile 
right yeah. right and if i just say some really bad words in front of you or behind you and you get to know and you will like i can't say any any such i can't use any such word in, in the session right but you will be like what the hell right ah but why is that and there are people you know when this happens within family within family members of course we feel so disheartened we feel so hurt right if our partner is going to someone and are trying to complain about us and saying bad words about us then we feel sad as well right why is that all of that is happening because we have been given a word and someone has the power to use you know to say our word and whatever adjective verb they use you know uh, in adjacent with our word it we think that that is what defines us okay so as i said that it it starts when we are given a name what happens is our parents tell us that if someone asks you what is your name what do you do you you are going to reply then that my name is amina right or if someone says who are you what do you say i am amina now this becomes a repetitive behavior so a word a label which was given to us for the means of communication and clarity right that becomes something which identifies us which defines us right so if someone says who are you i am priyashil okay what do you do you know or or say you go into placement cells and then you have you are being asked introduce yourself you know, this is the kind of problem i was facing introduce yourself i was like i am shreyashi i am a psychologist i am a life coach blah 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 but then i am someone who continues and you know who tries to practice to disidentify myself from these identities right so that was the kind of issue i was having while <laughs> making the video okay so yeah so what happens that a lot of this repetition happens within us right and we continue to think that i am equals to prayashi okay right this is how our mind because we all are very logical we have uh, you know an intellectual mind and analytical mind right and it tries to analyze you know whatever we say we do in some sets of logics and the logic goes on like i am equals prayashi i am equals amina right after some time what happens if the peer group if uh, you know the students of my class fourth are saying that prayashi you know she is a bad girl okay and so she is a bad girl prayashi is a bad girl so my mind would perceive i am equals prayashi prayashi equals bad girl hence i am equals bad girl uh-huh. hmm now i have become an adult i uh, i have certain designations right and people usually say i am a ias officer i am psychologist i am life coach etc 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 i am director etc etc right ah oh, such huge words getting identified with my i am i am equals director i am equals founder i am equals psychologist i am equals life coach and what will happen my self esteem my perceived sense of self will continue to inflate yeah. right so <laughs> okay right it will continue to inflate 
and mm. i would think that oh i am damn high on my confidence i am doing amazing in my life but what happens then once these designations will go away from me yeah right then what will happen so low on confidence hmm right then i'll be like i was this i was that and now what i am i am nothing right then people feel low confidence so this kind of identification with our be it our name be it our career be it our designations whatever it be be it with our relationships i am the wife of prime minister right so these things which with which we continue to think that are defining us these become the reason of our sufferings we continue to think that i am the daughter of my parents right am i a good daughter am i a bad daughter that will continue to create suffering within me they are my parents they were my parents they were supposed to do this 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 they did not do this 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 hence they are bad parents right and this is something which continues to create suffering so if i say that conditioning doesn't stop when you grow up it keeps on happening as you grow old it, it is a continuous process there's never it's a never ending cycle am i, am I yeah. correct in that right right so but you one for a person can actually choose in what aspects one wants to condition themselves or decondition themselves that's, right that's so that's why i say you know the purpose of life is to get unconditioned with all sorts of conditioning we have been through except 5% say toilet training or going to and cooking food <laughs> <laughs> those are vital yeah. for survival right oh but getting certificates getting degrees mm, i doubt that yeah those are not going to define us who we are we are so yeah. much beyond the piece of paper and people yeah. need to understand that people need to realize who they are people need to you know connect with their own selves at a deeper level and that mm-hmm. deeper level is something like no one can you know create a hindrance in in at that level only you one can only the person can create that hindrance yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, i have she... i have few more minutes so don't worry Oh, my, my next session got rescheduled yeah my next session oh. which was at 6 it got rescheduled at 7 so yeah we can continue for oh, that's that's awesome that's perfect because i was about to tell you that you know this is such a deep topic and it's so relevant and so important that it's impossible to cover the entire topic in just one hour i think if if we break the entire conversation that we had we can probably break, break it into five and seven different topics and each of them would require a separate session for themselves yes for this uh, the last thing that i mentioned that who we are you know the identities right for this i have created a separate program which goes on for like one month <laughs> so wow. these topics are just so vast yeah so vast so deep and uh, i think for each individual person it's going to take a different time so 
uh, it might be very easy for me. I might just uh, it might just take me one month, and for someone else, it might take them one year. So sometimes it may take ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, That's... everyone has their journey, right? We all are tortoises or rabbits in this journey. In this, but this is not a race. This is a journey. That's that what that is what matters, right? So be it rabbit, be it tortoise, we all are going to reach the end line, hmm. right? That's it. Um, you know, since we have time, <laughs> I'm going to ask <laughs> a question. Yeah. Uh, you said it's going to happen for the rest of our life, and we can choose to either recondition and uh, uncondition. So, what do I do so that I save myself from any future conditioning? That might act as a hindrance for me. You know, I I don't know it's actually a hindrance. It's a very slow process. I'm not even aware of something is happening. Uh, so what do I do? What kind of behavioral changes do I make? Or what do I? What kind of screens and filters do I use in my thinking so that okay, something that that might harm me is not getting entered into my psyche with this filter. Okay, so it is what is required is the state of awareness. Hmm. right if we are aware then uh, of course we can put a stop to any kind of process or conditioning which is trying to happen hmm right so for example if i started to watch uh, a series right and uh, i i have been giving myself time i have been spending some you know quality time with myself or say i, I just wanted some kind of entertainment in my life so i do so you know so i go and watch the series the up to that level it is completely fine but if it starts to disturb the sleep cycle right if it starts to uh, you know uh, distract you from the goals that you have to achieve from the tasks that are required for you to do right then those are the red flags okay right hence it is really important to remain aware of our own actions that we are doing daily how we are behaving how we are responding to our environment right yes so yeah awareness is the key okay awareness is the key um let's see uh, in the age of social media you know if something is going to happen keep on happening happening it's, it's very slow It, it it's happening in bit size bits and parts and i'm not even realizing that it's it's affecting me then how do i be self aware how do i be self aware of those little things they are they, right. they are conditioning you know uh, i like to call this as a it a uh, invisible circle uh where i have all the freedom to do everything okay uh, but then i realize when i step onto the circle an invisible boundary uh it alerts a lot of people it makes them angry it makes them hesitant and it tries to stop us okay uh and sometimes these invisible circles are formed not because of something that i do or because of something that close friends and family members do but these invisible circles are happening for because something is happening outside in the world uh, it's politics it's uh it can be anything you know it's a pandemic is happening right now and it's creating those invisible circles and I think these invisible circles are also a form of conditioning because they're stopping me. So how how do we become self-aware of those little little things? 
So as we remain aware about every single moment that we are living in, right? We, you know, you will reach a state where you will be actually able to observe your thoughts and emotions, including your actions, of course. Right. Hmm. So, um, have you ever wondered that? Uh, has like, have you ever experienced a a state where you are doing something, but at the same time you are thinking something, and also you are able to observe that while you are doing this, you are thinking about this thing. Have you ever experienced that kind of state? Yes. Yes. So that thing which is observing, you know. so that is the observer okay that is present in everyone okay mm-hmm. and that observer is in real sense that is who we are that is our awareness that is our consciousness which is observing us okay, okay. yes and that's how you know you know if it comes to a better understanding of this then i can say that as there is ocean ocean is quite deep right so that observer that awareness is what is lying at the deepest level of ocean and these thoughts and emotions are just like the waves which come and go right mm-hmm. or say it like if you are the sky then the clouds which come and go which continue to float are the thoughts and emotions okay. so if you know that you are the sky you can continue to be and find your stability in that sky and be that observer and if you are observing something you are not reacting to it right you're just observing so you continue to observe that what is you know this thought that emotion and gradually thoughts and emotions are something which is so you know they continue to change with time right okay. they will continue to change with time so those are not permanent right right and uh, that's why you know if uh, of course then of course you cannot be defined by your thoughts and emotions because they continue to change but you continue to remain who you are the sky so basically it's a continuous practice that i have to do every single day and then try to learn from it and yes it. yes hmm. so as we do meditation as we do breath work as we do yoga as we do mindfulness exercises right these continue to help us uh, uh, you know improve uh, you know uh, this practice of of observing our own thoughts and emotions right and when you one is able to observe these the person will also be able to create a distance create a space between those thoughts and emotions and the one who is the observer okay right okay. yes and that's how this you know um, this understanding that how we can disidentify ourselves from those thoughts and emotions by creating this space and by being the observer okay that that's a wonderful concept uh <laughs> okay appreciate saying 5 seconds remaining and i have one last question oh, to ask you mm. uh, so thank you for all the amazing wisdom and insights uh it's so weird that i have just one last question and suddenly instagram says time up <laughs> okay so here's this question uh so we get a lot of advice from a lot of people they can be our friends our family our coworkers uh but what we don't realize is that we too give ourselves advices because 90% of the time we are having conversations with ourselves in our head 
Uh, so have you identified any particular advice that you have given to yourself? And would you call it a best advice that you have given yourself ever? And why? Uh, best advice? Here's uh, the observing you. <laughs> yeah, see, nowadays the only advice that I give to myself is to be in prison. Okay. You know? So be be in present, and that I'm not this body, I'm not this mind, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm the awareness. I'm, you know, um, the universe lies within me. You know. So yeah, and uh, as I get to be, as I give myself these kind of, uh, you know, say affirmations or advices, or they act as an anchor for me, hmm. right? Uh, so whenever I'm getting stressed about anything, so I'll be like, you know, get this disidentified with that particular thought, emotion, or event that is coming up, or something, some event that happened yesterday or day before yesterday, right? So they act as an anchor and they help me be in now. They help me remind me that I am not who I I think that I am. Yeah. Right. You That's know who I think I am is just my self perception, and self perception is not the reality. It may be the reality of my egoic identity. You know the identity that I have created in my life journey. You know that I am Priyashi, I am this, I am that. So you know it may be valuable for that particular identity, but I am not that identity. I am much more than that. So yeah, that that that's the way it helps me. that's a wonderful advice and i think that's an advice i really 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 need to uh take and <laughs> implement <laughs> in my uh, that was wonderful so uh prashi thank you so much for being a part of this episode i'm so- i hope you liked this episode of kindness connect podcast i will be back with more amazing friends of mine and together we will be exploring kindness and mental health until next time Take care.